is going on, Suns fans? Justin here, and with me as always is my podcasting partner, Paul. Hey, yo. And welcome to this episode of Fan of the Flames, the OG Phoenix Suns podcast that is made for the fans. That's you guys by the fans. That is us. We're going a little OG, OG, OG here. As you can tell, intro music from Park in Maine, they broke up, so it doesn't really matter anyway, I guess. Life moves on, but this... This podcast feed, this pod form feed is still alive. Fanning the Flames is still on this podcast feed, and we're going to be changing things up. We are changing things up because we want to get back to the great level of consistency we always had back in the heyday of Fanning the Flames, you know, 2016, 17, those glory years of the Phoenix Suns. Right, Paul? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah, when, the, when people wondered why we were masochists. Yeah, you know, what's awesome is how when the Suns were just like horrific, we potted constantly and then they got good and we stopped. Life is funny yeah. like that, isn't it? Yep. But to Very that point, so. to that point, there have been a lot of changes in the Phoenix Suns podcast universe as of late. Some of those changes had made us um, reconsider where we've been and how much we've been putting out there and how much we should if we're being completely frank about it, contractually be putting out there and figure we need to do something, make ourselves more <laughs> consistent because we owe it to ourselves, we owe it to the Suns, we owe it to you guys, the fans out there. So what have we done, Paul? Why don't you tell the people what we've done? Because I want to give you the opportunity to use the great introduction skills that you so often show on the show and give our good friend here an introduction. We are expanding. We have We are going from a duo to three amigos we are bringing on our good friend our former multiple time guest to now be a full official member of the pod welcome uh dan duarte what's up fellas happy to be here man it's uh it's nice to not be a guest i'm actually a part of the show and uh i like the three amigos knocked there you know that was that because i'm mexican or Something. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really Martin Short. I love, I love <laughs> that I could just sit there and watch Paul kind of float around in the wind kind of uncomfortably <laughs> there as Dan just stared at him through the computer. That was outstanding. And that right there, proof positive that this is the right move already. I'm, I'm already stoked. <laughs> yep. And 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 seriously, Dan, we're, we're we're stoked to have you join us. I mean, you guys, uh, if you listen to our pod with any regularity, which I, I don't know how that <laughs> works, but if you listen to our pod, you hear us talking about some of our offline conversations, text messages, group chats. Uh, Dan is uh, pretty much always involved in those if we're referring to them on the show. So uh, uh, it it only made sense that if this was going to grow, that Dan. Get involved and ultimately too part of the thought process between Paul and I is a lot of times last season we'd be set to record and one of us had to cancel for work, family, whatever reason it might be. Lack of internet. Lack of internet, like I have here tonight. But here we are. New leaf turned, boys. <laughs> New leaf turned. Um, and having a third person in the rotation at least gives some flexibility. Although the goal is to have a three-person show as often as we possibly can, because at the end of the day, I've been talking to Paul for 20 something years, guys. And I just really needed somebody else involved. Need less of this voice. Less of that voice indeed. So, all right. So all of that's done, all of that's out of the way. 
Um, I, there's really nothing else to be said about it. We could have, you know, never mind. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to move on. Let's talk. Wait, about hold on. This. Wait, wait, real, real, real quick. Because okay. some, some people that, that listen to my podcast is to this podcast. Oh, yeah, Dan, um, I guess Fle- you could say something if you want. Go ahead, man. So, yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, so me, me and Flex are definitely not done. Um, no, we didn't break up. No, we don't hate each other. Um, Flex is still very much... That's uh, that's our brother, man. We we actually got to party with him after game two of the finals, which is which is a lot of fun. Um, so we finally got to meet in person, and uh, the Coast to Coast podcast will continue. Um, we are getting together a schedule uh, to put out, uh, so we should start releasing episodes here in the next week or two. So just kind of wanted to give an update on that since it has been I don't know a minute since me and him put out a podcast. So that is still going to happen. This is just kind of something that's going to. Um, it's going to be another avenue for me to release my anger and my thoughts. Yeah. I like yeah. how Dan, Dan is now officially part of the two least consistent podcasts in <laughs> yeah. some podcast yeah. uh, in that universe. So that might make him much. the most consistent <laughs> of all of us. But yeah, Flex will probably also be guesting on here periodically. So we're looking forward to that. He already told us he wants to. Way to tell, way to yeah. tell him what's up, Paul. Uh, no, and, and, and yeah, that, that's something I'm happy you brought that up, Dan. Cause yeah, obviously flex is our boy. Uh, we, we talked about this and, and making sure that all was copacetic and all is obviously, Hey, we're us all out here using platforms to say random shit that comes to our minds because somebody like Dave King, love you, Dave gave us the opportunity to do so. And here we are. So boys, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's. You regret it to this day. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's step forward. We've got we've got the new look fanning the flames. Let's start this new look fanning the flames with a little perhaps look back. Uh, Dan, obviously, you being new to the show, I would be more than happy to give you the first word here, man. But you know, we're coming off quite a successful season. I I know during the playoff run, perhaps uh, frustrations would sometimes come about because of my lack of my lack of concern over certain games at the end of the day, the Suns obviously didn't get where we wanted them to be, but Hey, why don't you tell us how you walked away from last year, what you felt about it and, and really what you're looking forward to here as we're, we're stepping into the next season. Um, I mean, I, I feel like now I can say what a season I know I expressed some very, uh, strong feelings on Twitter and to you guys after game six about how I didn't want to fucking hear about how great of a season it was, because let's be honest, they could do that. They could do the, 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 you they could do everything right for 10 seasons and I get back to where they were. Um, so it took a while for that to kind of wear off. Um, it's not completely worn off. But, I mean, you guys know this, um, but I am, it was a great season, man. It was a hell of a ride. It was so much fun. Um, you know, from, from the peak, I think, I think the peak of the season for me, I don't know about you guys was probably after game two of the finals. Um, we were all there, uh, all three of us. Um, we got to meet flex. I got to meet flex in person. I had never met flex in person even after doing a podcast with him for a year. Um, so that was cool. We got to, um, uh, I got to meet Devin Booker's dad, Melvin. That was pretty cool. Um, and it was just an all around good time. And from, from the game to, you know, pregame halftime, uh, seeing everybody there, seeing the jam, the jam session guys, seeing, you know, uh, flex and, and Espo and Saul and, 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 you know, 
know, Lissy and Void and all those guys, you know, and then afterwards, you know, we went to, <laughs> we went to uh, Copper Blues and, and we had quite, quite a good time there um, with, with the video evidence to show, but we won't bring that up. Um, Actually, I've, yeah, posted, man, I, I've posted it on Twitter, so don't worry, it's out there. That's a good point. So, you know, that was, that was to me, that was the pinnacle. And then unfortunately, you know, that, that was just met with just, I mean, for me, just heartbreak, right? Because I'll still, I've told, I told you guys this on Friday, I'll be sitting at my desk sometimes at work and I'll just, you know, be sitting there and I'll start thinking about how the Suns were two wins away from an NBA championship. And I'll just let out a really brisk fuck. And, you know, I still get that feeling as I'm sure a lot of Suns fans do, but um, all in all, man, it was a damn, what a fun season. Um, I met you guys the, the year in summer league when we drafted DA and we had just had the worst record in the NBA and three years later we were in the final. So how about that? So it's our fault. Yeah. I, hmm. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Dude, I, I, you know, I, I'll, I'll echo you. I mean, frankly, I mean, <laughs> I hopped on the, jam session day one of free agency and basically said i'm happy to talk about next season and the moves that we've made already because i don't want to talk about the finals but i'm not going to talk about it specifically i'll just echo your sentiment that game two was phenomenal post game two was phenomenal everything since then up until my appearance on jam session i don't remember what happened when it comes to basketball so we're good there um, and we'll get into talking about some of these moves that I think certainly makes sense for us to give our insight, our thoughts on, on these moves that the Suns have made so far this offseason. But, Paul, anything that you want to throw in there again, just really going kind of general here, man, just any last thoughts to put a bow on last season so we can officially move on here on Fanning the Flames, even though it's been like a month and everyone else has already moved on well long ago. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, from, from my I'll perspective, never move on. <laughs> From my perspective, I moved on before the playoffs ended, which I think probably helped with uh, my not having anger about it. Like I had come to at some point in there, I was like, okay, there's a good chance this isn't going to happen. And I, I moved through the six, the five stages of grief very quickly and I got to acceptance so I could get back to the, okay, I can actually enjoy the ride that we had. And I, and, it, and I didn't feel like it was like, yeah, we didn't make it all the way. We made it close. It was great. It's, I've never gotten to experience that with any team I've rooted for. I wasn't a Suns fan the last time they were in the finals. I didn't live in Phoenix yet. Um, so just getting even that much of an experience like was really, really awesome. And particularly because it did kind of come out of nowhere. I mean, I know we had, Chris Paul was expected to raise the bar of this team, raise its floor, but we never expected him to raise the ceiling like he did. Justin did. Thank you. Justin did. To be fair. I I get really tired of the generalizations, guys. We don't talk about we. Royal we. The royal we. Although my I I, I've pointed this out a couple of times since since the offseason, but my two predictions just both came up like so painfully just short if you really think about it so yeah <laughs> at the end of the day my, my prediction is better than anybody else's you know painfully yeah so but hey okay let's let's move off of last season let's officially put that in the back burner it's part of the past it's in the history 
Well, let's move on to 2021, 2022. Woo, that's weird to say, but it's Ooh. fast approaching already. I mean, we're deep into we're six deep weeks, my friend. And we're through uh, summer league, uh, RIP our summer league trip this year, but that's that's summer league fault. But hey, let's uh, uh, let me let me get back to that. I feel like if we would have, if the Suns would have pulled it off and won, we would have fucking gone to summer league. <laughs> Yeah, no. I, I, you know, I, I'm trying to find a reason to disagree with you, but I really don't. I mean, ultimately, it would have been a perfect celebration for us. Yeah, it's a parade. It would have been a great celebration. And on top of that, considering the actual circumstances, I really had zero interest in watching any basketball. <laughs> exactly. It would have just been we would have just been going to flex, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, if we think back, what the. the 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 idea of going to summer league and just setting up a TV and watching the finals over and over again was floated around by some idiot who probably jinxed everything. <laughs> but we don't need to discuss. God damn it, Dave King. Yeah. <laughs> who was it? Who still you mad at Dave? Well, Dave jinxed the jinxed the Suns to begin with on the solar panel. I know he's gonna when love he, when he guaranteed the win. Yeah, when he guaranteed the win after game two, and Espo and Saul were like, "What the fuck are you doing? Don't." And then they proceeded to lose four games in a row for the first time in all season. Hey, hey, didn't we are didn't I already say? <laughs> yeah, we were. I'm sorry, this. dude. I'm we're sorry. We're, we're moving forward. This. You know what? Just mute me, man. Just put me in purgatory for a minute. We good. Um, <laughs> we good, Dan. We good. We'll just move on, man. We're 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 not the former solar panel, but but let's, let's whichever talk. show it was that would be able to time out. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about the thing that's kind of I think most prominent right now when it comes to the Suns. And that's the fact that Jalen Smith didn't play the last summer league game, right? I would think that's the most prominent thing going on within the organization now. I mean, obviously the JaVale McGee signing was finally made official what yesterday. So that's fantastic. But the sticks thing that, that struck me as odd strike you guys as odd at all. How about we start with Paul's yawning? So Dan, you. <laughs> um, odd. Uh, no, uh, we've heard whispers. I know Flex has mentioned it before that he thinks he's getting he's getting traded, or he thinks he's a he's a, a good trade piece and he reestablished value uh, during summer league. And you know, as much as people like to hate on Flex, God knows why. Um, he's I mean, he's been right. You can go back and listen to our our Chris Paul is true. Uh, to the Suns pod back in you know late October before the you know the, the idea was even brought up. Um, I mean, it, it seems to me that sticks, everybody, you know, I, I myself would love for six to pan out, but this team is in win now mode. Um, this team already has a young core in place. They're young. Their core four is, is Mikel, Cam Johnson, DeAndre and Devin Booker. I mean, that's, that's going to be their young core. I don't think they really, you know, I know people have put out there, oh, you got to replenish, you got to do this, you got to that. I disagree. I think they have to build on what they have now. Um, they have a young core. They don't need to get younger. Um, the, the, the internal growth is going to come from those four guys. And I feel like potentially turning Sticks into something, and, and Sticks is not, he's not a DeAndre Ayton or a Mikel Bridges or a Devin Booker, right? This guy was chosen number 10 overall, yes, but. He was more of a, de a developmental guy. Um, and I feel like he's, he's one of those guys that's expendable that you can parlay into a good veteran. That's going to help you right now. That's going to help you in the finals to guard a Giannis, 
uh, to guard a LeBron James or Russell Westbrook, or, you know, if you go up against Brooklyn in the finals, you know, put a body on James Harden or, or Kevin Durant, um, as opposed to a kid who might be good in two, three years. Um, and right now, I mean, you guys all know how short the championship window is, um, you know, unless you get Kevin Durant to join a 73 win team, that's a different story, but your window is very, very small. So I look at it and I'm not saying this is the window that the Suns have to win a championship, but they have to maximize these next two, three years of Chris Paul, um, because that's the right now plan. They can worry about, you know, post Chris Paul, you know, once Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton are in their prime. So I do think six is going to get moved. I don't know for who. Um, we can all speculate, but I think they will get somebody that's going to help them, you know, more in, in the right now than, than down the road. Paul, I, mean, I, wouldn't be su- <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he gets moved. I, but at the same time, time I, I don't think it would be before the season. So him not playing in that last game, honestly, I think that I kind of look at that more as just a, He's shown what he's need to show. He, you know, he averaged like 14, 15 points and a dozen rebounds. Like he averaged a double double. He showed what he needed to show. There wasn't, you know, that extra game, you know, it really didn't mean anything. It wasn't like they were playing for a championship of summer league or whatever that like had value. And I think they wanted to see, give like some of those other other guys a little bit more run just to see if there's anything there that they want to give like a training camp invite to. So um, I, I, I can see where from the outside looking in, it's like, Oh, this guy sat, sat. It's like during the season, during the regular season, if a guy sits for some unknown reason with like no known injury, you're like, okay, they're working to finalize a trade, which again could be possible. He could move. I wouldn't be surprised by it, but I'm thinking they'd like to, you know, use the first half of the season, see if they actually do have something there, you know, when, when he's in a kind of protected environment a little bit, you know, the Suns have a strong core around him. They don't need him per se. I mean, they're already, you know, um, what's the, um, what's the term that uh, James Jones used about how he wanted to be like three deep at every position Three by five. five. So, I mean, that almost gets us there because, I mean, he can play five and, you know, they've obviously, they're obviously trying to get him to play four during summer league, trying to show that out. So, I mean, we're, he's going to, if he plays on the team, he's not going to, he's never going to be a focal point. He's shown he can shoot the three point shot. He's shown he can get rebounds and we desperately need help on the rebound on the boards. Um, just without Aiden was all we had during the, those playoffs. So I could see them trying to see if they can get him some run and get him comfortable. But if, you know, it increases his value enough that at the trade deadline, they can move him for a piece that is better, you know, like tack on Sarge's contract or something else to get a player that is better, that is more win now. Sure. I just don't think it's going to be immediate because he is still kind of a little bit unknown, but also to your point, Dan, we do have our young core. We got those three guys. And, you know, if Cam, uh, you know, really kind of uh, lives up to his potential. And then, I mean, on top of that, don't, don't forget campaign too. We've got him on a three-year deal <laughs> he's, as well. He's the same age as book. That's insane. 
Yeah. <laughs> they were in the same draft class. That's crazy. Weren't they like picked right around each other campaign? They were, they were book, right? No, he was picked after. He was, a, was he picked he after? Was a, he was the very first pick yeah, after. Remember, that Kelly, was bad. That, that was Kelly was after the campaign. <laughs> one at a time, please, gentlemen. One at a time. So we'll it was it. so it was book. So Camp uh, Kaminsky went nine, book went thirteen, campaign went fourteen, and then Kelly Ubre went fifteen. Ah, see, I knew they were right next to each other. I just couldn't remember. Actually, which. campaign and, and Kelly might be flipped, but I'm at hundred percent. Uh, let's. They all came from that draft class that we're in the. Within five or six picks, put it that way. Okay. Yes. Now, okay. Let, let me, Paul. You you brought up your the concept you kind of brought up. I, I want to ask you something and get your thoughts on. This. So, you talk about the possibility of moving sticks like more towards midseason, right? Yeah. If if you're looking to move, how does he maintain his trade value through the season? If how does he maintain the trade value through the season at the same time still remain expendable? Because if, if the way I see it, if he's movable at the trade deadline, that means that he's been playing through the season right. to a degree where he's showing out some showing his ability. So would you really want to take that out at, at that juncture. And again, I'm just throwing it out there. Well, well it, it, he can maintain his trade value because he's showing potential. And, you know, you deal with a team that's looking to grow that was the Suns two, three years ago that's looking for those potential guys that can grow and blossom into something but have guys who, you know, are, you know, players who can help a winning team now because they know how to play in those situations. They're not never played in the playoffs before types of players and they don't want to be on a growing team where they're getting forced out of minutes or whatever, because that team's trying to figure out what they have in their young guys. So like the Suns went from a team that was trying to figure out what they had with their young guys to a team that doesn't have minutes for young guys. But, you know, we give those minutes to a young guy, you know, give some of those minutes to a young guy to show, see if he has that potential to actually increase his trade value to say that what, to show that what happened in summer league wasn't a fluke you know, that he actually, you know, there can be some more potential here if he can, you know, get, get, get the reps and get that, um, you know, get that playing time. Cause you know, he's going to what get maybe 12 minutes on our team, but you put him on, you know, the Orlando magic where he could potentially be a starter at the four, you know, and get 25, 30 minutes, see what he can do with it. You know, he's not going to, we're, we're full up. He's not, you know, he could need an opportunity and a team that has a vet that they're looking to move because they are wanting to go younger. You know, that's the kind of move you make. Gotcha. And I mean, to, to be fair to Paul, so sorry. So to be fair to Paul, if, if, if you're waiting to, you know, to close to the trade deadline, if you're trading for, I don't know, let's say a rental that may be on the last year of their contract, you may not need sticks to have a ton of, you know, uh, stock i guess and he just say. becomes more filler than anything it's just a matter filler with of, potential i hear yeah you. That correct makes sense. that makes that, that makes perfectly a sense um you know i i look at the situation and and i just kind of i mean i liken it to you see the situation at the baseball trade deadline you know where a guy gets pulled out or gets scratched from a lineup because there's a potential trade being made and you know i asked you guys this before we started recording i think the answer was no but there hasn't been anything put out there by the sun saying that sticks was injured or there's any reason for him not playing in that last summer league game. Right. Right. 
Right. So, I mean, I'm aware of, yeah. And assuming that's the case, that would seem to me to, you know, suggest that it would be more because, Hey, we're looking at possibly moving this guy because at the end of the day, I get where you're coming from, Paul thinking, Hey, we could have a, a player in sticks who's shown what we expected to see out of him in summer league. And maybe we want to see a couple more guys, uh, you know, uh, what they can do if we want to give them, you know, any sort of invites or any other uh, looks, but at the same time, you have a guy in sticks who was drafted high and James Jones was, you know, pounding the podium saying, you know, we're going to see what he can do in summer league. And, and at the end of the day, you know, I've been on record in, in the past. I said, I expect that sticks is going to contribute to the team this year. And I guess theoretically he very well could, regardless of whether he's still here or not. Right. Because if he ends up being a piece uh, in, in a trade to get a, a veteran player who's a step up, although might not have that upside, like, like you said, Dan, that, that championship window is what it is right now. We know what we have right now and we know what we would need to bring in to enhance the likelihood of, of a championship coming during that window and worry less about what, you know, you might be giving up in a player like sticks down the road to get your guy. Now, I mean, what a feeling as a Phoenix Suns fan to be looking at moving, right to be made to win now. I mean, even, even, you know, the, the CP three trade looking back to, to Paul's point earlier, was that even a, the Suns are trying to win now move. It was the Suns are trying to get better, but um, who was it, you know, that said they would never, I mean, multiple people, they'll never win or I mean, playoff series yeah. with him, you know, et cetera. Yeah. So, so I, I'll even say this. Do you guys remember the last time I was on this podcast? Sure. I went on an expletive-ridden tirade. rant, tirade, <laughs> yes, about how I did not want Chris Paul anywhere near the Suns, mm-hmm. and that I thought it would have been has a big really mistake. Has it really been that long since you've been on a podcast? It has <laughs> been that long, and I think that was like about six weeks before the Chris Paul trade was uh, was announced. So, I mean, I was I'm not I, mistaken. I mean, that was when our pod got its only one star review because of the excessive profanity used in the I beginning. Think so too. But you know what? It is what it is. I am who and I am. Here's Dan to make um, up for all of it. Right. Hey. Um, but yeah, I mean, I remember that clearly. And and I was vehemently against it, you know. Uh, but I was proven wrong. And I've said I was wrong many, many times as I've been wrong on so many other things. But yeah, I mean, we never knew that that was going to turn into what it's turned into. But you're right. We, we got to take advantage of this. Um, and I mean, to, to be fair, I know sticks didn't play that last game and, and I've thought about everything. You know, you, you look at it and you say, maybe there's a trade that's, that's imminent. And that's why somebody told him, you know, what sit him because we don't want to risk injury to be fair. The Cavaliers also sat, uh, you know, their first round pick, um, as well. Jesus, what's his name? I forget who they drafted. So I don't care about they, the top they, picks anymore. Right, he's, <laughs> he's great. He went number three overall. That's gonna bug the hell out. Was it? Um, how, Justin's looking it up. I can see him already. But yeah, it's think about it like that last preseason game in football. Like, Mobley. yeah, anybody, so, anybody of like consequence actually play? <laughs> Evan Mobley, Dan. Evan Mobley. That's who it was. So Evan Mobley didn't play that last that last one, right? Uh, but to to be fair, I don't. Jalen Jalen Smith, if he's going to play for the Suns this year, he needed every single rep he could he could get. Right, he needs reps. Um, 
Evan Mobley didn't play. However, Evan Mobley is the, you know, is the present and future of the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's their franchise centerpiece. They're going to build the team around um, going forward. So it makes sense why he doesn't play because he's going to get all the playing time in the world during the season. Um, he's, he is going to be DeAndre Ayton his rookie year, Josh Jackson his rookie year. Um, Jesus, or is James Jones playing chess and Jalen Smith actually is the true future of our team? You know, he's playing chess. We're all playing checkers. We're not seeing those 10 moves ahead <laughs> that he so, is. So here, James Jones <laughs> is going to trade him and then re-sign him later. And then that's when he's really going to flourish into a franchise player. Boom. Too much, too much I, chess. Is that too much chess? Yeah, yeah that's 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 over. We're, we're gonna Honestly, pull. We're gonna pull a Nash with Jalen Smith. Here's no. Here's President. here's what I think is gonna happen. Here's what I think is gonna happen. He is going to get traded for a veteran four backup four. Um, don't know who, but he's gonna get traded for somebody. And I've been saying this for a year and a half now, and people aren't gonna like this. I think that mid-level exception, the $4.5 million we have left, I think that's being safe for Kevin Love. And here's why I say that, right? Everybody wants to freak out about Kevin Love. But first of all, you're not trading for Kevin Love's $30-something million contract. I'm talking about Kevin Love on a buyout, right? Nobody's going to trade for that. It's untradeable. It truly is untradeable. But he is probably not the best person to have around that Cleveland locker room. Um, especially with so many young guys. And we saw that, you know, we saw evidence of that last season. But if he gets bought out and you think about the James Jones connection, you know, they won a, they won a championship in 2016 together. Um, they are still very close, uh, you know, from, you know, what Kevin Love has said and what, you know, everybody around the league says. Everybody loves James Jones, right? And another thing I want to point out is everybody wants to say, oh, keep Kevin Love away from the Suns. And I agree if it's coming with that contract. But if you're bringing him in as a locker room guy who wants to be here, we all know he doesn't want to be in Cleveland, but if he wants to be here, if he wants to be here with James Jones and Monty Williams and wants to play with Devin Booker and he wants to you know, play 10 to 15 minutes a game, I'm all for it. And I'll give you guys one example, Blake Griffin. How many people said Blake Griffin was done, right? Couldn't even dunk anymore. Everybody. Um, <laughs> yeah, his, were his first basket with the Nets is a dunk. Yeah, I and mean, all of a sudden he's you know 2011 Blake Griffin, you know. Well, maybe not it's, that. It's, uh, maybe not that, but you know he, what he, I mean. He was competent he was, and he was important to what they were doing. Yes, exactly. And I think was, Kevin Love could do the same thing. Good part of the rotation. Yeah. So if you're if you're trading for Kevin Love, of course not. You're not going to trade for Kevin Love. Now, if you're going to get him on a buyout and you're going to use that mid-level exception, that other half of it or part of that half of it on him, then great. You know, uh, I'm all for it. And maybe that's why they're saving it because, you know, instead of, because we all know LeBron James is going to be calling him too, right? LeBron James, come sign here for the veteran minimum. But if James Jones they need is more calling bigs. him and saying, right, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, who, who knows what the hell they're doing? They're just signing a bunch of old guys. Um, but if James Jones calls and it says, hey, man, I got, I, I can offer you more money and you're going to come play with me and come play for money and you're going to have a, 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 a solid role off the bench. Why not? So I personally think I almost feel like once once James Jones was here and Kevin Love had his little once he had that little thing where he threw the ball, he like inbounded the ball and it got like kicked it or something. He got stolen like he kicked it to somebody and they made a three. I was like, I 
feel like this is like Kevin Love is like destined to be with the Suns. Um, which sounds weird, but I mean, just so many connections and it just seems like a buyout guy that kind of the same kind of buyout guy, that seven seconds or, or less Suns would have gotten back in the day. Um, kind of like that, but I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, I can, I, I can see it. I don't, I don't hate the idea. And I guess the way I look at it at this juncture, when it comes to pretty much any veteran player, that's going to potentially be coming in, especially one that has a known pedigree like that in a background. And this was the changing factor for me on the Chris Paul thing. Cause I was very much against the Chris Paul idea when it was kind of floated out there too, because of his contract. But to me, what it boils down to is if that player wants to be here, and wants to be in the system and is buying into whatever role it is that they're going to have on this team, then that sounds like a player that's going to be a positive influence on that locker room. And if, you know, in Kevin Lev's case, if, if he is able to still contribute on the floor, fantastic. And if it's a matter of mentoring some of the younger guys, I mean, there's a guy that I would certainly, certainly wouldn't mind DA spending some time around. You know what I mean? Uh, Oh, a rebounder. What was that? Hell of a rebounder. Right. He exactly. led the league in rebounds a couple years. He had a 30-20 game. Yeah. And, yeah. and he had a 30-30 game. It was something stupid. A great yeah, he put up some stupid sets. A great passing big man, too. That I mean, DA has shown his ability to pass the ball, but getting some mentorship from a guy like that who has shown through his career that he's a good distributor for a big oh, that outlet pass. He's a great outlet pass. Yeah. I mean, there, there are a lot of advantages that, that can be gleaned from that situation. And, and again, when you're looking at filling out a roster that's comprised the way this roster is of a lot of young players, adding a heady veteran who, again, has a great NBA pedigree and wants to be here is something you, you can't look at and see as a negative as far as I'm concerned. Also, once locked, down, also once locked down Steph Curry in the finals, by the way. There you go. Don't forget that. Paul, what about you, man? So, um, I mean, I guess. And he's related this... and he's related to a beach boy. So, I mean, come on. Like, like the worst beach boy. But Wait, the... what? Boy. <laughs> I thought the Wait, beach boys were made. I thought the beach boys were a made up band for full house. <laughs> Wait, serious? Did you really? No. <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> you act like that's such a preposterous thing. To actually be true about you, like I, I feel like it's not That's unreasonable true. for us. That's a good point. You would have thought. No, but I also watched Fifty First Dates, and they also had the song on there. So it's I know it's Fair. not they weren't. Well, maybe 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 Adam Sandler is a huge Full House fan. You just didn't know that. Who knows? Maybe they, maybe he is. So maybe anyway, is. Paul, tell tell so, us what you think about uh, Bruce Love's nephew. If I'm not mistaken, Mike Love. That's Mike. weird. Mike Love. That is so weird. Um, so where was I going with this? So if, if Kevin Love is theoretically in the pipeline is going for a backup for the best move with like, if we're going to trade Jalen, like I'm almost wondering if, cause if you look at our depth chart right now, like we're kind of filling out that four spot with Crowder and, and Cam and the, both of them have done well. I mean, they're not on the bigger side of, being a four but i mean both of you know crowder's strong as an ox and cam is very underrated defensively at the four and you know where we actually kind of don't have depth is behind mikhail you know we lost tory craig i mean 
I you know wish we could have kept him, but I mean, obviously good for him getting his money. I think he'll do really well over in Indiana. Um, you know, one reason for me to root for that team, unlike uh, the other former son that's on that team. Um, but so that's why I'm wondering if we do, if we're thinking like that's the play like down the line, because we got there's a, we could always get like Paul Millsap as that backup four and probably on a veteran min. So I'd rather, I'd arguably rather use like a sticks trade or something to fill out that, that backup three spot to get like a good, like three, either like a three and D guy, well, three, basically a three and D guy. Potentially like see another one. That, that makes sense. My thing is, um, I think if the Paul Millsap thing was going to happen, it would have happened already. Um, and honestly, the whole, I, I don't, I don't think Mikel, I honestly think Cam is more of a backup to Mikel than anything else. Um, and I agree that, yes, uh, I mean, Jay Crowder's a, he's a beast. Um, let's just call it plain and simple. I mean, he punked the shit out of LeBron James. So, um, and then salsa. there's, yeah, <laughs> there's that. And then he got a technical. For it. Let's not let's not talk about fishing. He sprinted off the um, court, which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, but I feel like it's more like if anything, Mikel has his backup. I think if anything, this this move to trade for somebody is gonna be for a backup four for for Jay. Um but because but I also feel like you know, Cam, you know, everybody says that. Everybody says combo guards, right? Always oh, a combo guard. You can play the one or the two. I feel like Cam's a combo forward. He can play the three or the he four. Is. Yeah, that's what I was gonna get to. He's like a combo forward. I'm just worried if we dra- if we bring in another four and then are adding Kevin Love on top of that, that really is like a major minute crunch in that position. Oh, for sure. For and, sure. For you know, sure. We we very much lucked out last season in everybody knew and understood their role. I mean, yeah, we didn't win the whole thing, but, you know, that disease of me does creep in and, you know, guys want more, more of a role to be more of part of part of stuff. I mean, some guys know their position, like obviously Frank knows what his role is on this team and is very much willing to accept it. So I'm happy he's around. I was, I was glad they brought him back on like that vet men deal. I think he's good for locker room. Good for, uh, you know, morale and whatnot and can spot, spot minutes there either at the f- four or the five, um, you know, having JaVale, which we haven't even talked about at all. I mean, that's our, you know, that's our, I feel like that's the biggest five. signing in free agency uh, other than resigning your, our own guys. See, I mean, I always, I've always had trouble. It's weird, with right? It's I've so always had I. trouble with JaVale. Just, I mean, I like, my East coast teams, the wizards. Cause I like, I lived in DC during the Gilbert arenas years. So like, I got like super into the, to the wizards and, did, but then did you like go to U of A too. No, I didn't go to U of A. Uh, oh, oh, to San Diego State. oh no, no, no. Gilbert arenas went to U of A. Yeah. Yeah. I know he did, but I thought you went to, I Justin, you went to U of A. Right? I went to U of A and neither one of us went to San Diego state. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> didn't you guys go to college in San Diego? Yes. Not to state though. The, we're too oh, good. Sorry. We're too good for state. The University of San Diego, Daniel. Wow. The University of San Diego. Um, I didn't even know there was the University of San Diego. Not many people do. Hey, yeah. hold on. Really quick question. You talk back up three. What about sliding Cam and putting him more minutes in the three? 
that's what that's what Dan that's exactly saying. what I said. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you Which were I'm, not listening. I'm, I'm not against not. at all. I'm not against at all. I mean, I just think Cam is going to get more than just Mikhail's leftovers. You know, he's going to be at that three and that four because he's going. We're going to want him in that 28 to 30 minute range. So he's going to be filling in a lot of that backup three, four spot. So then you add in somebody else and then you're bringing in a potential Kevin love on top of that. And it's just like, everybody's getting squeezed out of minutes Gotcha. at some point or so, somebody's just not playing at all. At so point. let's, let's talk about JaVale. Well, you guys, you guys are touching on him. Um, yes. Cause I'm with you. I've, I've, I've always kind of struggled with JaVale, but I'll tell you, I, I quickly warmed to the idea of him being a Phoenix son uh, if anything, and I mentioned this when I was when I was on uh, jam session when when free agency started. If anything, because I can't wait to see him pull his first like you know obscenely stupid move in a Phoenix Suns uniform and just see the you know meltdown from Suns Twitter one way oh, or the yeah. other. I mean, that's why I love Frank. Right, exactly. It's it's like he's <laughs> Frank, I, and I've I've said this about Frank um, numerous times on on this pod, and that's. He's a guy who you don't change your feelings and you don't change your kind of the emotions you have about him game to game. It's more like possession to possession. And it could even be like offensive end to defensive end. It's, it's, it's that fickle with him. And uh, I I feel like uh, we're going to have a, an even more extreme example of that with, uh, with JaVale. Uh, So prepare, prepare yourselves for that in the very least Suns fans, but I'm looking forward to, JaVale and Aiton being goofballs together. That's a, that's a good call. And maybe sprinkling a little Frank on top of that. Like those three giant human beings being just goofballs. <laughs> don't, don't forget. Don't forget when uh, Frank was wearing DA's chain. That was yeah. gold. <laughs> that was son's gold there. Um, Not hey, as good so as Sarver wearing the chain though. That was amazing with the shirt unbuttoned. That was Jay's chain, right? Yeah, that was Jay's. Yeah. No, no, that no, that was the same. Was that Jay's chain? Yeah, okay. that same chain. Oh, he was just sitting next to Jay. I think he was sitting. Yeah, on Jay was like filming it. <laughs> um. So, hey, speaking of Jay, so, speak. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Real quick, to wrap up, to wrap, to wrap up, uh, to wrap up, Travell and, and Frank. Do you guys remember the little scuffle they got into during the season? No. It was the very first game that fans were allowed to go to. I remember because I was there. It was right after my birthday, and that was my birthday gift. And the Suns were playing the Cavs. He was on the Cavs. And, <laughs> and, him, and uh, him and Frank got into a little tussle. And they were shoving each other and talking shit to each other. And JaVel got ejected. And Frank got ejected. And they were talking shit to each other on the way out. And I'm like, when they signed, when I heard they were going to sign JaVel, I said, Wow. I was like, well, I guess Frank's not coming back because you can't bring both of them back because they got beef, you know, jokingly, but, you know, kind of serious at the same time. So it'd be interesting to see what that interaction would be like, you know, when they first, hey, what's up, man? Remember when we almost beat the shit out of each other or, we're, or you know, not that serious, but you know what I mean? I, I'm sure I'm sure. Uh, well, well, they were all over in Japan, book up, book out on FaceTime with with the boys and uh, made sure everything was squared up and cool. Uh, I'm, I'm, I think there'll be a non issue. Uh, if anything, maybe we'll get to, to, to Paul's point of the goofiness, perhaps some 
some jokes arising out of that scuffle uh, now that they're teammates. Who knows, right? That'd be fun. That'd be fun. I'm just, you well, know, I'm just I mean, hey, I mean, if if Jay and Book can become boys after the 70 point game and all the fracas that ensued from that, any one of these, all these guys, it's, it's encore tough guyness. What about Alfred Payton and Jake Crowder? You guys remember that? No. You don't? When Jay Crowder was with Memphis and Alfred Payton was with the Knicks? Why would I pay attention to a Memphis Knicks game? You haven't seen uh, – okay, you, you wouldn't, but have you not seen that clip rolling around Twitter? Jay Crowder was going up for a three. It was like the last 30 seconds of the game, and they stole it. They passed it to Jay, and Jay was lined up for a three and shot the three. And while it was in the air, Alfred Payton shoved the shit out of him and put him into the first row. And they got, you know, they were up, they, they kind of went at it a little bit. So another thing to look Jay at. Jay would have murdered him. Oh, of course he would have. Of course he would have. Jay, I would not mess with Jay. He's one of the Suns players I would not fuck with because he would turn you into a quarter pound of cheese easily. Yeah, I just looked that, I just looked that clip up. Yeah. Yeah, they're 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 gonna have to talk that one out, I think. Yeah, that was a bad one, huh? <laughs> because that was a, I mean that was a tough one. I I mean, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make any any uh comparisons to another shove uh in recent Suns lore. Um, but it was a pretty blatant uh blatant shove, and he did kind of project him into that first row. So <laughs> yeah. And Jay looked, ooh boy. Yeah, that's not Jay's pissed. That's not a look you want to see from Jay Crowder. But I'm sure it's cool. It's no big deal. Whatever. It's water on the bridge. Yeah. I mean, maybe Jay shouldn't have been taking that three when they're up 21 at the end of the game. I don't know. Well, oh, of course not. But I mean, Jay also salsa dances at the but end Jay, of the Jay, that's why we love Jay, baby. Jay hasn't that's, that's why we love Jay. Day, Jay had the ball and he was by the three point line. What he, he's gonna fucking shoot it. We know that. It doesn't really matter. That's just that's that's it's his DNA. Shoot. I'm just surprised he didn't make the three and make it a, you know, a, a three and one. <laughs> How does that work? Cause he got ejected uh, during the, 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 the I, I like that Dan, the three and one. I think that's what we should call it now. The three and one. You like that? You like that Paul? I like it too. Would if we, if we should rename our podcast to three and one, he got ejected. Would he still shoot the free throw before the ejection kicks in? If he got ejected before he went to shoot the free throw, I, I think the, I believe the other team gets to choose That's who what I was takes just gonna free say. throws. You know who we could ask uh, at NBA referees, but they they despite <laughs> advertising Christ. that they'll respond to any inquiries you have. They do not. Just for the record, they do not. Yeah, I know. We we all we all saw that that thread, man. <laughs> I don't think people understand the um, your how that you you're like. 75% it's like tongue in cheek joking about that yeah, yeah it's tongue yeah. in cheek I because I saw a lot of people when you when you said something about uh somebody I think somebody asked you for your ID at CVS for an energy <laughs> drink or some shit like that yeah that happened people that was were weird like, too, right that, that's kind of weird but people were like oh well it's gonna write a letter to the to the president and I'm like you guys really do, do you guys Maybe they Jesus were joking. Christ. Maybe they maybe they were also saying that tongue in cheek. Who knows? I highly doubt that, man. There we got some fucking pansies on Twitter. So 
if, if, I highly doubt that. By the way, if if I'm if I'm gonna go ahead and be fully um, honest and full disclosure here, I'd be lying if I haven't sent follow up emails to people and not gotten responses. I'm, I'm still I'm still doing it, just so you know. <laughs> Remains tongue in cheek. Don't 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 get me wrong here, but uh, you know. You're just committed to the bit. I am. It could be useful at some point in the future. I don't know. Maybe in six years. And I'm like, look, I've sent 474 emails. Uh, it'll be funny somehow. I don't know. Uh, and also, I'll hey, it might, grow leery it and might make, weary and bored of it soon. It might make you six figures one day, just like Sons and Five, Sons and Four guy. Look at that. You know? Yeah. We won't talk about that. Guy. I mean, I, I can't really say anything since my buddy's got me a Father's Day. Uh, that I cameo forgot thing. about that. That, that was, was pretty. That was pretty fucking hilarious of them to do. That was. Yeah, before, I mean, that's that was before joke. it kind of got over the top, and you know, there was autographed merchandise and bobbleheads and what have you. But Active that's a figures. whole different thing. <laughs> that's a whole different thing. All right. So, what else, boys? I feel like you know we're just kind of shooting the shit now. Let's just keep doing that. What else? That's how. how not first of all. Yet? Actually, you know what? I, I'm glad I'm glad you bring that up because oh, thank you. M- m- might I say that's how a podcast should be, right? Just sure. guys shooting the shit and just you know, we can go off the you know we can go on a tangent a little bit, uh, but <laughs> uh, how do you guys feel about the off season as a whole? I think we accomplished what Not we needed to. Say to. It's- not to say it's over, but what do you guys think? It's, it's like ninety because um, people, you know, people over. love to freak out, right? I don't freak say out about what. Yeah, I don't say anything to freak out about. I mean, oh yeah, I don't either. But I mean, it's it still happens, right? When you say offseason as a whole, are you like the Suns offseason as a whole, or is the NBA offseason as a whole? Because no, no, I mean, Suns, like the Suns offseason as a whole. I mean, we did what we needed to. Do. We brought back Cam. We brought back Chris. We got the backup center we needed. I thought we brought back Cam on a fucking smoking oh, Yeah. <laughs> I was shocked. We need we need to set up a GoFundMe for him as a thank you present. All right, easy. First of all, he's making six and a half million a year. I'm driving around in a Ferrari. Let's not let's not like feel bad. <laughs> and, and by and every hat, hat he wears wears is like a three hundred dollar hat. Yeah, dude. I looked <laughs> up one time. I'm like, that's sweet. The L A. with the upside down L A. sign like logo. I'm like, I want one of those. I looked up. I'm like, yeah. I feel like that's look. There's sport. Well, you I get don't... away with buying a lot of weird that's stuff. Can, can somebody can somebody please explain that upside down L A. to me? Is that like a fuck you to LA? Because if it no, is, no, awesome. they do it. It's 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 a brand. It's like thinking like Bathe and Ape or whatever. It's like that. Their thing is somehow they got the license to use the logos, and all they do, like what they do, is they flip them upside down. They've got like think like I think it kind of got start got started and kind of got popularized popularized back with like Wiz Khalifa. Remember like he was rocking all the stuff with the upside down Pittsburgh P and shit. Oh well, well remember I mean wouldn't wouldn't that be a B? A lowercase b if that was it's a lowercase d yeah no it's a lowercase b an upside down p and is a lowercase depends d. how you flip it if you flip it like this it's a lowercase b but if, if you flip it like this if you mirror which is what they did it's a lowercase well, we're not spider-man paul <laughs> we're not gonna flip it like this <laughs> 
great, 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 great audio podcast right there. You guys are doing fantastic. This is this is off to a swimming Christ. We 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 just went off the fucking rails. No, but but remember, I I, to to your point, Dan, the question about whether that's like a fuck you to LA campaign was wearing it during the LA series is, is so. Whether it's intended or not, I believe that was the message he was sending. That's certainly the message I took, and that's certainly why I looked it up. Love it. And I, I stopped it. at that, though, looking looking it up. Looking. I up. love it. Yeah, man. Um, mm-hmm. I thought the offseason was a success. The Chris Paul, I mean, the Chris Paul deal, dude, like yeah. – that was a, I, and I showed you guys the, the I showed you guys the uh, the screenshot of my buddy texting me right. Uh, do you you know how bad are you about the Lakers making all these moves? One and two, do you think the Suns overpaid for Chris Paul? Uh, I showed you guys that screenshot. That was fucking gold, by the way. Uh, but getting Chris Paul on essentially a three year seventy five million dollar deal is great, right? Um, Twenty especially that third year would only be a fifteen million mil cap. Hit. yeah that's what i'm saying three 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 years for 75 at the most 90 and that fourth year i mean let's be real i don't if chris paul is playing at 41 years old more power to him that means something re- really really well because if it didn't then we would just the drop team option so they're willing to exactly pay exactly million for that fourth year um and and the other part about that text message was how mad are you that the lakers are making these moves i believe i replied with um, not at all, man. Sign all the fucking old guys you want, please. Because we all know how uh, how that ended last season, right? Yeah, it's like let's like let's revisit the Carl Malone, Gary Payton era of the Lakers. Is that what we're going for? Because I loved that era. It was fantastic. Honestly, if if Shaq Kobe didn't hate each other, that actually like fit, that fit is way better than the fit of those three guys right now. There's no spacing on that. Lakers team when oh, you yeah. had those three guys on the on the court. I mean, we talked about this guys, uh, you know, off offline, obviously, but when obviously. it was being floated floated around that the Lakers were looking to trade for Buddy Heald, and then that got changed over to their pursuit of Westbrook and ultimately landing Westbrook. I was like, dude, I, I was more worried about the Lakers if they landed Buddy Heald than fucking Westbrook. Yeah, for the reasons <laughs> you're laying out there, Paul. And then and then they didn't do anything to to uh to address the issues created by that that glut of you know inside the inside the uh the 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 line players that they that they brought in that they have as their core. Oh you mean you mean shooters? <laughs> they have no shooters. Exactly. But if you talk to Laker fans, oh Wayne Ellington. Wayne Ellington? Really? THT. Kendrick Nunn? You think LeBron James is gonna let Kendrick Nunn play? First of all, Kendrick Nunn didn't break, couldn't break the rotation with the fucking Heat, dude. He couldn't break the rotation with the Heat. You think? You think LeBron is gonna let Kendrick? Nunn play? Dude, they've got Carmelo. They've got Trevor Ariza. They've oh, got oh, oh I Bazemore. forgot about that fucking guy. Trevor Ariza, talk about somebody. Who's Wait, Jared Dudley's still on the team, running the biggest racket in. Oh, is, this, is he? No, according to ESPN, he's still on the roster. Good for him. Good for Duds, man. I mean, is is Jared Dudley becoming their Udonis? (laughs) Is he becoming their Udonis Haslam? Dude, I mean, can we talk about that fucking guy? How is he just not? How do you you get that job? How do you get that? I 
Dude, he needed to retire are... after like being on the court for a minute in an entire season and getting ejected. You, no, that is how you retire. That is that's that's. I, I'm not that's saying true. he needed to retire because he sucks. He needed to retire because that is how you walk out the door of an NBA career. Is you he play one minute was... in the season, get paid, and you get ejected. He probably should have retired after. He probably should have retired after 2006 when he won that first championship. <laughs> but we won't go there because people get upset when you say stuff like that. Malik Monk, who qu- couldn't even like hang on at Charlotte, is like supposedly like their savior because they got him on a, a vet men deal. Wasn't uh, Wesley Matthews supposed to be their savior? Remember how did he do against the Suns? Did 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 he play? Yeah, he played. He burked a shit ton of threes. It was great. Uh, hey, okay. Let's let's stop talking about the Lakers. All right. Let's well, stop talking about the we, Lakers. We, hey, go ahead. Paul, are we going to talk about the Lakers more? In a way. Go on. I want to talk about how we feel about the Suns in the West. And how, how about we feel about the West as a whole going into next season? Like, you know, free agency is 97% done. All the most of the big names are are gone. It's all there's a couple random things like Lori Markinen and shit that's still out there. Um, that's not even a big name, but you know, could sign somewhere or whatnot. But um No, he's not fucking coming here. I'm not saying he's coming here. I'm not asking. I know you're not. I know, I know you're not. I'm saying in general. He's not fucking coming here. Let's uh, drop that. He was just the only name I could think of that actually had anything legitimate that wasn't a vet yeah. name. No. I'm not yelling at you, buddy. Sorry. I'm talking, I'm talking about the Suns and Twitter. So and I'm shit. just I'm just like, how do we feel about how other teams off seasons stacked up with regards to the Suns maintaining a top two seed in the West? Justin? I mean, I I I've already said that I think the Suns have done exactly what they needed to do this offseason. If they make another move and improve themselves further. It'll only cement my feelings even more so, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go from picking them to be the one seed after an eight and no bubble run to a finals run and then not picking them to be the one seed. So yeah, one seed, obviously they've well, done I, everything they need to do to keep themselves where they have been in in the in the where they were in the West last year and to step up, I think, even further and overtake that one spot this year. I mean yeah. Let me flip the question. Who do you think's a threat to the Suns in the West? Is that are you scared of any team in the Western Conference right now? I am not the only I will give you one team that I'm scared of in the NBA. And I want to say scared of. I, I think that the one team the Suns have to worry about in the NBA is the Nets because they have Kevin Durant and he's fucking ridiculous. Um in the West, I mean the biggest threat, I would say. It has to be the Lakers because they have LeBron James. Yeah. But they beat LeBron last year. Can you say he was hurt? Whatever. I don't care. Chris Paul He's a year hurt. older. He's a year older. Chris Paul was hurt. He's a year older. Um, Russell Westbrook, I don't think is the answer. And people just penciling him in as, oh, my God, he's going to be great because LeBron is going to tell him what to do. Let me. If, if Kevin Durant couldn't tell him what to do, LeBron's not going to fucking tell him what to do. And let's be real. I don't care that Anthony Davis is 28 years old. He plays like he's fucking 48, dude. He's on the ground 75% of the time he's on the floor. So 75% I, I of the time he's on the bench. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. Okay. 
So then 25% of the time when he's on the floor of that 25%, 75% on the ground. Okay. Gotcha. And let's to, 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 to kind of that point, let's not just focus on the moves of the sons of may, but remember, Dan, you said earlier in a few years when book and DA are in their prime, we've got a bunch of young dudes that are still improving. So let's, let's not just Mm -hmm. sit there and go, okay, well, the sons, you know, they, they got Chris Paul back on a great deal. They brought in JaVale McGee. Yeah, they're making those right moves, but the internal growth as well is going to be something we're going to see. I mean, we know yeah. what DA did offensively last year. He did nothing. If you really look at it in comparison to what he what we've seen him do and what we know he's capable of doing. And I think I've said I said this throughout the season last year when we recorded occasionally that that was by design because he more so when we guessed it on other people's pods. Or or when I was on another <laughs> other pods, exactly. He yeah. that's by design because he didn't have to be the focal point. And who knows what other nuances, what other little intricacies get put into this offense, what other what other methods of attacking the other team we're going to we're going to implement this season. And again, I think that internal growth is something that, you know, we can't forget about. That's that's going to be a huge part of this team's continued success is that continued internal growth. And we've seen these guys take steps year after year. There's no reason to think that's going to stop at this point. Yeah. And I mean, if you know, to go back to DA, that's that's the biggest X factor, right? That he was the X factor in the playoffs, right? I mean, if you want to point to the one thing that got us to the NBA finals, I would say it's DeAndre. If you can get if you can, you know, if you can get the three and a half series that DeAndre played in, in the in the in the playoffs for 75% of the season, I I don't think there's anybody that can touch the Suns. I just really don't. They're too deep. And people, you can talk about injuries. You can talk about them getting lucky. You can talk about this or that. You know what? Did they get some good breaks? Absolutely. But you know what? At the end of the day, when they needed it most, they caught the worst fucking break of all, right? And you heard Monty say it. Chris Paul had a fucked up wrist. Guess what? He had surgery on it. That's not, that's not fake. I'm sorry. That's not faking an injury. That's not a head thing. His wrist was messed up. Devin Booker. You know what? Um, you know what? After game two, after game three, he didn't play for that fourth quarter, and people were like, "Why is he going in? Did he get benched?" No. And Monty Williams confirmed it, and I believe I told you guys um, privately that I had heard that he was hurt. Um, so everybody had injuries, including the Suns. So I don't want to hear any of this. They got lucky, this and that. But at the end of the day, I think what propelled them. To the what to the uh, NBA Finals was DeAndre Ayton manning up, becoming a man, sacking up, and and becoming and starting to scratch that surface of his potential. Right, we saw him. I mean, he was a beast against the Lakers. Man, he put Drummond. <laughs> he was making Drummond cycle. flop in a spin cycle, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and he made them change the lineup and. Jokic, I mean, yes, did Jokic have some incredible games? Of course he did, but that wasn't against DA. And that's what an MVP is going to do. Exactly. And, you know, let's not talk about the, the Clipper series. I mean, without, I mean, just the value alone, right? Uh, and then, you know, I, I thought, I honestly thought after the first two games of the finals that he, he had a, he was probably one of the chance. favorites to win the finals MVP, especially after that game one. And I, I'm still mad at Chris Paul for taking that 20th, 20th rebound away from him. But 
at the end of the day, man, that guy, he's going to get better. Um, he's working on his craft in the Bahamas. He's working with Buddy Heald. If Buddy Heald can sh- teach him how to shoot a three-pointer every once in a while, that'd be great as long as he doesn't fall in love with that. But like you said, man, all these little moves that they're making, people are freaking out because they're not going after the big names, right? The Doug McDermott's. Um, big names, you know, Doug oh, McDermott. <laughs> I mean, not I'm big sorry. names, but you know what I mean. Like established, um, recognizable names. names. names Names that people wanted that would have moved the needle a little bit for them, right? Um, in but their mind, yeah. Javel McGee or you know a, a small move here and there, Landry Shamit. That's perfect because guess what? Mikel's getting better, DA's getting better, Book's getting better. I mean, look at Booker in the in the Olympics, dude. He plays defense now. Yeah. You're telling me Devin Booker's going to play defense now? Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> people were calling him one of the worst defensive players in the league. And now him and DeAndre, who was lost in quotation marks, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, he was college lost on defense. You don't need quotation marks yeah, for that I mean, one. He was fine. lost that first season. Right. But people were saying that was gonna be that was gonna be the biggest, his biggest adjustment or his his biggest area of opportunity. And now mm-hmm. he's he's he, he's ahead of where people projected him to be, even absolutely on like a and he's and he's uh, only gonna get better growth and defense then. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and, and and save the blocks, by the way, because I'm tired of people talking about blocks. Dan Bickley, get the fuck out of here with your bullshit. I don't want to hear about the blocks and all he doesn't get enough blocks. No, he alters enough shots. That's all I want to know. How many shots does he alter a game? That's so, I feel like that's a stat that it's got to be out there somewhere, right? Altered shots. It's got to be oh, yeah, yeah, sure. it's, it's there. It's just somewhere. not in the traditional so, box score. And guys like Bickley only look at the traditional box. Right. So all right. Well, let's 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 wrap up this episode here, boys. Paul, actually, hold on. Paul, you you asked the question. You didn't even give your input. So why don't we do that? Let's let's get Paul's thoughts on this upcoming season, and then and then we'll go ahead and wrap up this episode. I, I mean, I think really where I stand with it is my generalized anxiety has me scared that I'm not scared of anybody. Fair, if that makes any sense. I like that. I actually, I, I, in fact, I love that. Like Paul's so unworried that he's worried. He's unworried. That is like the most unworried you can be. I feel. That's the most Justin thing ever, though. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's that that really is like all 20 years of knowing me finally truly rubbing off on you, Paul. But I but I mean for I mean for real, I look I look at the I'm looking at this the the West right now, and I'm like, Denver's still without Jamal Murray, so they're worse. Clippers are without Kawhi, they're worse. Dallas didn't improve on what they had last year. They said, so, hey, we're good. They used your guys' as mantra. Except, except they use yeah, it. Yeah, but actually, we were good in a ter- <laughs> we terribly, good. terribly mis- misused manner. But in the end, you, we weren't good, guys. Right. Utah stayed about as flat as the Suns did, but I mean, Mike Conley's no Chris Paul. Oh, and, no. you know, and you they, know, they paid him. They did. They um, they pretty much gave him the same contract that Chris Paul got, three years, seventy five. I wouldn't be surprised if Portland's going to blow it up. Memphis oh, is on the come up, but they're are they? You know, they are they? They may need another year or two. They're on the come I up. They've know. got they've got players, man. They got players. Uh, I don't know. They're man. just. I don't know. I don't think they have the superstar. I don't think Jaws a superstar. I don't really. I that, don't that's a, that's a superstar for another day. Yeah, it is. But I, I have my theories on him because he can't shoot for shit, and 
his his awesome plays are great, but in the fourth quarter he kind of disappears if you look at it sometimes. But that's a discussion for another day. That you know? is a discussion well, don't for get, another day. And don't and, get me started on, on Jaron Jackson Jr. We won't bring that up because you guys know how I feel. Another about that. discussion for another day. Because what we have ascertained here today is as I see it, two things. One, we are now the three amigos, and that is not only because Dan is Mexican. And two, as for the Suns, we good. We good. We good. We good. Dude, I love it, Dan. I love that I can torment you <laughs> on, on a live it. podcast with we good now. Like, it's not just text messages. This is fantastic. That's oh. that's the thing I'm most excited about for, for all of this. So let's go ahead and wrap up this episode of Fanning the Flames. Uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at so who I'm at. So says Jay Paul. I'm at Dervish of World. Dan. Ooh, that was weird. <laughs> Eduardo 89. And the pod is at Fan the Flames NBA. And as always, we appreciate you guys listening. We will. We're committed to this. I drove back to my office to record this tonight because we had scheduled this. That is how committed we are to this schedule moving forward. We will be with you week in, week out, talking sons, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Dan, love having you on board. Very excited about it. And as all love being here, man. Thank you guys. Like we say, depending on when you're listening, have yourself a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. I don't know what to do now that there are three of us to end this out. Hmm? There's a couple of things you could do. <laughs> uh, I do the be good. Just